This week on Let's Connect, something came over me where I just couldn't stop thinking about the possibilities of soaring through the air and the freedom to go wherever you want. So I uh, quickly signed up for uh, some training, even though it just felt absolutely bizarre that I'd be flying a plane. And uh, a couple weeks ago, a skip tape about six months, I ended up doing my first solo flight as a, a pilot. Welcome to Let's Connect. My name is Keith McPherson, and I'm so glad you've decided to join me for this next episode. Let's Connect is a podcast that interviews people from all walks of life who have inspiring stories to share about who they are and who they're becoming. As a life coach and someone who's genuinely curious about connecting with people, spirituality, mindfulness, and what this world is all about, I'm here to ask powerful questions, share my insights as well, and to really connect on a deep level to help us all grow in awareness of who we really are. So sit back, relax, and let's connect. This episode of Let's Connect is sponsored in part by my upcoming group coaching program, Mindfulness Through Leadership, which will be launching in the summer of 2022. So watch for your chance to sign up for the free training and for more information. Hi, everybody, and welcome to season two of Let's Connect. I'm so excited to be here and honestly, just a little bit nervous because it's been over two years since I've done a a podcast episode and so much has changed in the world since then. I just think back to two years ago when we were first learning about COVID-19 and all of the complications that were about to take place in the world. I had no idea that we were going to end up here two years later still dealing with this pandemic in in many ways. It's only now in 2022 that we're seeing masks slowly coming off people's faces. Uh, Many of us have been vaccinated. Some of us haven't. I feel like the world is more divided than it's ever been in, in my lifetime or maybe in my parents' lifetime from what I understand. It's such a complex time on the planet and so many of us, myself included, have gone through some major changes, both personally and collectively as a society and a globe. So on this episode today, I want to speak a little bit about some of the things that have happened over the last two years to me, and um, hopefully bring in some wisdom and learnings through that. And I also want to share tonight uh, a little bit, I'm I'm recording this in the evening, maybe you're listening to this in the morning, but I also want to share um, this evening as I'm recording this, just a little bit about uh, a tool that I've been using to help both myself and my coaching clients navigate these complex and ever-changing turbulent times that we've been going through. I'm here tonight in Winnipeg, Manitoba, where I live, and uh, some people call it Winterpeg. We've had a, a pretty challenging spring to be honest we've had so much water and we had so much snow this winter it's um it's quite a a wet season here in winnipeg and many of us are just like longing for the sun to come out and shine again Uh, but you know beyond that i think so many of us have been longing for so long for the world to get back to what we might call normal but I've, i've really realized that maybe there isn't such thing anymore as the normal that we we knew two years ago when i was recording this podcast originally. You know, I think we've gone through so many changes. I think about when the pandemic happened and just the shock to the system and how for myself, I just, I felt like I didn't even know how to respond completely and just so much uncertainty and 
wondering where the world was going. And then I learned about George Floyd and that brutal situation that happened in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and the whole Black Lives Matter movement uh, started taking place. And for such good reason. I mean, it's time that we start waking up as a planet. And, you know, and then Donald Trump getting voted out of office and the uh, Joe Biden administration coming in in the U.S. And then up here in Canada, we've had, you know, the truckers revolting about, you know, the some of the decisions our government, the Trudeau government made. And just I feel like the world is so divided right now. And whatever you believe and whatever side of the fence you're on, um, I'm not really here to advocate for one side or the other, but to just name and acknowledge that we have become so divided as a society and it's really time to start paying attention to, you know, having these conversations without um, accusing or blaming or being really in that, what I call the toxic grid where we're, you know, I'm right and you're wrong because that's not really going to solve anything. To me, I think it's really time for us to get in the same room from opposite sides and have some conversations and, and talk about like, what is it that we actually agree on? And why is it important for us to come together at this time as a planet? Now, I'm not saying like with rose-colored glasses that, you know, everybody should get along and like that, so, that Pollyanna theory, but I am suggesting that I think there are better ways to be coming at some of these issues than just pointing fingers and being divided. I, uh, I think about how manipulated we are these days by um, the online world of, you know, social media and this whole idea of artificial intelligence. And, you know, if you haven't heard or heard about this whole idea of what you're searching on the internet and the news stations you might be listening to, it all is catered to your likes, like automatically through artificial intelligence. So, I mean, I don't even know who to believe anymore these days, right? If I'm listening to a certain news station and they're telling me one thing, is that just based on my beliefs of what I've, you know, Googled over the past month and it's now just kind of tracking my trends? I think it's really time for us to have conversations with each other in person and really hear uh, with ears that long to hear as opposed to just holding our own opinions and being so self-centered. I think it's time to really open up and, and share as a planet and hear all the different perspectives and really try to find some alignment. We might not always agree, but at least trying to find some alignment. So that's uh, why I'm back here. I, I really feel like it's time for us to rise up in leadership in this world. And it's time for us to really become more mindful about how are we being while we're doing so anyway, um, a couple other highlights from, from the past two years for me. I actually recently just got back from a, a trip to Cleveland, Ohio. I have a friend there, uh, Ned and his wife, Shelly, and they sponsored me to come there and give a talk to this incredible nonprofit organization called The Gathering Place. And The Gathering Place is a, a wonderful community that supports people who have been touched by cancer. And so I got the privilege of traveling there to give some talks on mindfulness and uh, meet some of these incredible leaders who are running this uh, organization as well. And on my trip to Cleveland, just for fun, I got a chance to stop in at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I have to tell you, it was so inspiring to walk through that building, seeing memorabilia from everyone from Tom Petty to Paul McCartney to John Lennon to... Oh, you name it. It just went on and on. It was incredible. There was like, 
you know, paraphernalia and guitars and handwritten lyrics to songs that I've grown up listening to. If you get a chance to go to Cleveland, I have to say that is a place to visit the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, especially if you're a music fan. <laughs> I was、um, so inspired that I actually ended up booking another trip that's going to be coming up.、Uh, starting next week, I'm going to be flying down to one of my favorite places in、uh, California. In Northern California, there's this amazing area.、Um, some of you may know it. It's like Carmel by the Sea. And I just love it. One of my mentors, Dr. Wayne Dyer recorded one of his、um, documentaries there called From Ambition to Meaning. I think he changed the title to The Shift. And it was filmed at a place called Asilomar. So I'm going to spend a week there. And it just happens that、um, every day on this trip while I'm down there, there's going to be a musical performance by you know, an incredible artist. So I've decided to go on this retreat, this musical retreat next week. Um, starting on Sunday, I'm going to be going to see Brandy Carlisle, who's playing at this winery. And if you haven't heard of Brandy, she is so phenomenal.、Oh, man, I'd love to have her on here as a guest. Brandy, if you're listening, I'd love to interview you and talk about especially your most recent album.、Um, but in addition to Brandy, the, the following night, I'm going to see the Indigo Girls, who are some of my favorite artists. They、uh, were really deep inspiration for my band, Keith and Renee, back in the day. The Indigo Girls have these incredible harmonies, and they're playing at another winery in a place called Saratoga at the Mountain Winery. So that's going to be pretty fun. And then the following night, get this, it just keeps going. Lyle Lovett and his big band, another one of my favorites.、Um, I first learned of Lyle Lovett from my best friend, Mark Reeves, who is、uh, an incredible musician in his own right. And I just feel like Lyle Lovett is Mark's doppelganger. So it's going to be really fun to go see Lyle Lovett play. And then the following, it almost feels like I've gone to heaven, like musical heaven. That the following night, Nora Jones is, is playing up in Berkeley. <laughs> It's going to be amazing. And then、uh, Jason Mraz is going to be playing, who's one of my all time favorites. He's such a positive light in the world, and he's going to be doing a, a concert as well. So I'll keep you posted on the updates from that and probably post some video and social media and, and just share some of the inspiration there. That's not necessarily something that's happened over the last two years、uh, in the past that's changed me, but I just I feel like I'm on the verge of some inspiration here. So I wanted to share that.、Um, but honestly, one of the biggest things that have happened to me over the last year was I,、uh, I decided to sign up for my, for my training to learn how to fly a plane. I'm currently enrolled in a training that's basically getting what's called my PPL, my, my private pilot license. And This all started because I met somebody last summer named Scott Benson, who is this incredible guy. And he landed at、uh, the cabin where I go to every summer in a float plane. And、uh, just, it was like he came out of the sky out of nowhere. And he took me up on a flight in his plane. And after leaving the water and just being up in the air around Lake of the Woods, I was so inspired. And there was just this something came over me where I just couldn't stop thinking about. The possibilities of soaring through the air and the freedom to go wherever you want. So, I、uh, quickly signed up for some training, even though it just felt absolutely bizarre that I'd be flying a plane. And、uh, a couple weeks ago, I skipped tape about six months, I ended up doing my first solo flight as a, a pilot. I haven't got my full license yet, I'm still in training, but halfway through the training, you get your sort of beginner's permit. So, I Uh, flew the plane around what's called the circuit of the airport. 
and it was a it was a spiritual experience to be honest i i remember getting in the the plane 2 weeks ago my first solo flight and the feeling at the end of the runway just before you push the throttle in and take off to fly solo for the first time i mean so many thoughts went through my head it was like this could be my last few breaths <laughs> what if i don't know how to land the plane you know just all this fear started coming up in me this sort of what i call the saboteur fear of like what if i don't remember everything that i've been practicing and uh finally i just you know pushed the throttle into go and the plane started taking off and i literally got the plane you know a few feet off the ground and all of a sudden the pilot window just flew open and i was like oh my goodness what's going on and i'm trying to navigate the plane the attitude of the plane um as it's lifting off into the air and i'm also trying to close the pilot window at the same time and i'm thinking like what is going on of all times the window has to fly open <laughs> what's going on here and then all of a sudden what came to me was all this fear that i'd been carrying um literally just flew out the window it was like so symbolic it was like all my fear is just blown out the window and i finally got the pilot window shut and what came over me was i'm going to be okay i'm safe i'm in the present moment it was like all the mindfulness training that i've been practicing for led to this moment in the plane and uh it was just the most peaceful thing after all my fear blew out the window and i did a circuit around the airport and i was just feeling so grateful just looking out and and seeing from a different viewpoint this this dream that i'd been imagining over the last while and then uh i i slowly descended the plane back down to the runway and uh, came in for a landing and what was hilarious is as soon as the wheels touched the ground on the on the tarmac all of a sudden boom the pilot window flew open again and i started laughing i'm thinking what is this now what's this all about god like why is this happening now and what came to me was um it's wide open all possibilities now it's like no no more fear you can do anything you want it's like the window is open wide open for you to soar so i wanted to share that because to me it was really an encouraging moment that reminded me that although this has been such a challenging couple of years with all of the pain and suffering that goes with crazy change <laughs> that's been taking place for all of us there really is peace on the other side and for me this was a moment of transformation where i realized that all that i worry about you know i can just literally let that fly out the window and when i get present in the moment i actually am safe i'm at peace uh i do know what i'm doing and i get clarity on how to navigate forward so i i'm sharing that and it it really reminds me actually of this this tool that i've been working with as well over the last few years um maybe some of you who you know work corporate day jobs have gone through uh, a version of what i'm about to speak to here but there's a tool that i'm trained in called the leadership 360 tool and it was a, a tool that was created by a, an organization called the leadership circle um bob anderson and bill adams are are the founders of this program and they're just like these incredible engineering minds and over the last 25 years they have studied leadership in all its different forms and they've created this model um of of leadership called the 360 tool and it's a model that incorporates like so many different models that went before it of leadership from like maybe you've heard of Myers Briggs or 
the Enneagram or the stages of adult development or, you know, there's some, some work on something called immunity to change as well that's quite powerful. And even the DISC program, if, if any of you have ever done that, that, person, that, that test before. Um, but what's amazing is this tool, this 360 tool, uh, gives people a chance to take a survey on how they feel they're showing up as a leader, whether it's in their job or in their life in general. And then they also get feedback from, from the people around them. So, you know, in a work setting, you might get feedback from your boss or your boss's boss or your peers or your direct reports. You know, if you're doing this outside of work, you might get feedback from your family members or your community members, your neighbors. Um, and, and, you know, to be honest, that in that in itself can be quite edgy to get feedback from the world around you. But what this tool does is it actually gives you a glimpse into how you're seeing yourself in regards to leadership versus how everybody else is experiencing you as a leader. And so I took this tool um, a few years ago and it really had an impact on me. Something that really became clear to me was, that, and it really emphasized to me that I tend to navigate when I'm in fear mode into a place of people pleasing. And it's one of the patterns that this tool uh, outlines and talks about. And you know, on the surface, people pleasing is not always a bad thing, especially when it's under our control and we kind of have control of it. But when, when people pleasing becomes a liability, it's when it's overplayed where, you know, I'm managing the fear of like, what are people going to think of me? Or do they like me? Or am I doing a good job? And, you know, when I unpacked that and I really got clarity, I, I really saw that my self-score was actually extremely high in people-pleasing, which is what they call the complying category. And uh, actually, a lot of my peers saw the same thing. There was sort of a, a similar way of seeing that. And uh, so as soon as I saw that pattern show up in this tool, I went, oh my goodness, I, uh, I want to shift this. And I started unpacking it, and I realized that for me, my people-pleasing tendencies when I go back into the roots of it, most likely started back in the days when I was performing on stage. And as a musician on stage, you know, one of the big things that you're managing constantly is, are, are people going to like me? Are they going to like this music that I'm playing? Will they, back in the day, will they buy my album? And, you know, at the time that was a really unconscious thought. But uh, now when I look back, I realize that unconscious thought that kept playing out in different ways really got embedded into how I show up in the world. So even to this day, if I'm not aware, I catch myself, you know, in this place of like this liability of relying too heavily on what do people think of me? And that can really interfere with me standing in my true authentic power. So this tool, this Leadership 360 tool has been incredible. That's just one example of, of how it works. Um, the tool really outlines the different ways that people tend to cope with their fears. And, you know, earlier as I was talking about the airplane, you know, we, we often are in fear mode in our lives where we're, we're managing some sort of apparent threat that might be out there. Um, for those of you that have read my book, Making Sense of Mindfulness, you might remember that the acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear, false evidence appearing real. Did you know that most of what we actually worry about in our lives doesn't even come into fruition the way we've been worrying about it. They actually have done studies on this where they've had people write down their fears and they've tracked them through the span of time. And what they found is at the end of the experiment, a large portion of the people that wrote down their fears 
what they were worrying about didn't even come into fruition. And that small margin of people where the fear did happen, they reported back that it wasn't actually as scary as their mind had made it out to be. And so this tool really helps outline um, where we tend to go when we're in fear mode, sort of coping with the outside world, almost like the world has got power over us or that fear has got power over us. And it points us in the direction of catching us, catching ourselves in those patterns. And, and really, it helps us point towards where we need to look in order to be more effective in the world and to lead from a place from the inside out, meaning you're in your own authority versus the fear kind of dictating how you're going to show up in the world. Does that make sense? It's, um, it's so interesting. So for somebody like me that has this sort of reactive tendency to, to comply and be a people pleaser, when that gets overplayed, the, the, the tool suggests a couple places I can look. One is to a place called courageous authenticity, which is uh, a creative leadership skill. And courageous authenticity is about speaking your actual truth and voicing your wisdom and you know, having the difficult conversations that you might not normally have when you're in people-pleasing mode because you don't want to say the wrong thing or have somebody not like you. But um, in, in truth, this is really uh, one of the places to look. And so I've been practicing this over the last couple of years is trying to find my own authentic voice and not really managing so heavily what are people going to think of me? I still catch myself all the time. And when I do, I just, I, I check in and go, oh, there I go again. And, and the awareness over time and building the muscle up of courageous authenticity going, well, what, is, what am I actually feeling? And what is it that I really need to say here in my truth? And then having the courage to voice it um, is liberating. It moves me into my place of authority. I have a teacher that speaks about authority and they say, you know, we often give our authority away to the world around us or the fear around us or the apparent threat. But when you really break down the word authority, have you ever noticed that the word author is in that, that bigger word? Author, authority, right? It's like the question becomes, who's authoring your life? You know, is, are you being authored by the apparent fear that's out there? Or are you being authored by that inner compass, you know, that true authenticity place? So for me, um, I found this really, really liberating. There's a few other um, places that people tend to go, and I know I also can fall into some of them as well. There's a, a place called protecting, which tends to be sort of more of a critical approach when we get really um, threatened or there's an apparent threat. Sometimes people will go into more of a protecting mode where their walls will come up and they might appear very arrogant or critical. And, you know, there's room for that. There's actually a gift in, in being critical, but when that gets overplayed, it becomes a liability. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves, you know, pointing out all the wrong things about what's going on in the world. And we don't really actually speak our truth either. We kind of have these walls that show up and, and we don't really let people into what we're really feeling. And under the surface often, um, when we're in protecting mode, we're, we're actually protecting ourselves because we don't feel safe and secure to be vulnerable and to be truthful. So the, the circle actually points to moving again into creative leadership. And it would suggest again, a place of integrity and vulnerability and like really living into that place of speaking your truth um, and letting your guard down and maybe even being a little more tender. 
And for a lot of us, that can be really, really scary at first. But again, when we let go of these fears that have authorship over us, we actually are liberated and we stand in our own power and authority. Um, one final place I'll talk about in this tool is a place called controlling. Are there any perfectionists listening here <laughs> to the podcast? This is another place that we tend to go when we're in sort of that fear-based reactive leadership. And, you know, uh, controlling tends to be the, the tendency to be like, you know, a perfectionist, somebody that's really driven. Are there any perfectionists listening that like dot all their I's and cross all their T's and they, they work super hard to get everything perfect? You know, we need those kind of people as well in the world. If we didn't have perfectionists, some things wouldn't be done to the quality that they need to be. But when perfectionism takes us over, again, it becomes a liability to our effectiveness. And all of a sudden we find ourselves in some of these patterns of like burning the candle at both ends, taking on way too much responsibility for ourselves or on ourselves, you know, trying to do it all ourselves without really asking for any help. And that actually can be a real liability um, to ourselves and to our teams or to the world around us. And so the leadership circle points to this idea of relationship and collaboration is, is the place to look if you tend to be somebody that's really a perfectionist. But under the surface for, protect, um, for perfectionists, oftentimes you're managing the fear of failure. Like, what if I fail? And that can be a really scary thing. Like, what if the ball drops and I fail? So to understand, right, the false evidence appearing real in that and to, to, to point to this idea that, you know, if I collaborate, if I rely on the greater uh, good of the community around me, I'm going to be supported. And in fact, oftentimes when we let go of control and perfectionism and we ask for help or we rely on the brilliance and creativity of others, we find ourselves actually liberated, less burnt out, and oftentimes things get completed at even a, a more high quality than they would if we were trying to do it all ourselves. So th these are just a few places to, to talk into this tool right now. Um, but this has been just an incredible way to help navigate over the last two years for me, especially with all the complexity that's going on in the world. I think for myself, I'll speak for myself, like so much of my fear bubbled up to the surface over the last two years and you know just thinking about all of the the complexities and the uncertainties and i found that part of me really wanted to retreat back into this sort of reactive place of leadership what at times it was you know putting a wall up that protecting wall and other times it was me you know just really kind of staying quiet and not saying much and retreating into my bubble as a complier and you know other times i found myself kind of in that perfectionist mode of like just really pushing hard and, and scared that I was going to fail, especially in things like learning how to fly and um, taking coach trainings. So, you know, we, we all have our, our things, but there is a way out of these stuck patterns. And in fact, when we actually rise up out of our fear, we're liberated. And there are, are actual ways to liberate ourselves beyond our fear. And man, I just can't emphasize enough how how powerful that can be. So anyways, speaking about this tonight, I, uh, I'm going to be actually doing a, a program in the fall that's going to offer you the opportunity to go through your own Leadership 360. And I'm going to uh, help you understand, you know, this whole idea of reactive leadership, creative leadership, and where you fall in this tool, and where you might look in order to rise up 
to your your greatest leadership potential. We're gonna do. Um, I'm gonna be offering one-on-one debriefs, so it'll be a coaching session that we'll go through after you've engaged people to do the survey and you've done the survey. And then also we're gonna be um, meeting as a, a small group and doing some team group coaching sessions around the tool. And uh, my hope is just to really start um, encouraging our world to, to rise up to our greatest potential as leaders. So I, I know for me, this has been really uh, a huge part of my journey is wanting to become a stronger, more effective leader on the planet and to just you know face my fears and stand in my vulnerability. And I want the same for you as well. So if you're listening you know, and you want more information, that's gonna be on my, my website soon, keithmcpherson.ca. And um, I'm going to share more about this in the coming weeks. I also am going to be having uh, some other guests on this podcast. And if you have guest ideas, please share them with me. Let me know who you'd like me to interview and who you want to learn from as well. And uh, as always, everybody, I'm just so grateful that you're back here. I want to thank you for tuning in each week to this podcast. Uh, Season two is going to be really exciting. And um, yeah, please stay in touch. Let me know how this landed for you today. And thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode of Let's Connect. All right, well, that concludes another episode of Let's Connect. And I hope that it's inspired you as much as it has me. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember to subscribe to both the YouTube channel and the podcast channel. And I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of Let's Connect.